0: every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: Oh! Hit it Oh, baby, what a play.
0: This is Jeff Fodden with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number 1 sports podcast network. The only place for the show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, Former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I break down the ugly loss to the Raiders and preview the game versus the Bengals. Joe, since this is the holiday season, I'm going to start by airing some of my Chiefs grievances kind of festive style. I mean, Joe, that first quarter, they had negative 23 passing yards to the Chiefs in zero points, and then the Raiders got two defensive touchdowns in seven seconds. And then my my other issues, Joe, uh, the Chiefs were just getting way too cute. I mean, I know he might be struggling a little bit, but they have Mahomes as a quarterback. Don't let him take the snaps. You shouldn't be doing so many snaps to Pacheco. One of them resulted in that that defensive touchdown. Just keep the ball in Mahomes' hands and don't overthink it. Uh, I, I don't think Pacheco looked right. He usually is so explosive, runs so hard. I didn't think before he left the game with that injury. I didn't think he looked right. Um and then consequently, I really thought Mahomes was kind of running around the way he he would get pressure and just running and running. It reminded me of the Super Bowl against the Bucks kind of. Mhm. Yeah. Joe, what do you make my uh,
1: grievances here? Jeff, I think we could end the podcast right now because <laughs> you nailed all the things I think that are on so many people's minds. Right? That we, but of course, we have to we have to expound on this. Right? We've got to, to address some of these. Not things. to worry,
0: listeners. We're we're still going here.
1: We're going to add some yes, depth yes. to it. So yeah, but you know, listen, it, I'm a positive person, right? And it's hard sometimes as an ex-player, right, to be overly critical of players who are doing great things, right? And because number one, I'm not playing anymore. And, you know, I wasn't, you know, Anthony Munoz or John Alt or, you know, who had a Hall of Fame career, right? So it's like, oh yeah, go ahead, Joe, you make your commentary. But, you know, I will have some commentary about some of the way, you know, the ways players are playing, because that's what you do when you're in journalism, right? And that's what you do when you're a fan, right? You get that, that's the privilege of being a fan, right? You get to talk about the play and, and what people are doing, especially considering how much money these guys are making these days. We, we, we can, we can absolutely yeah. be a little more critical right. than, than we maybe were in the past. So anyway, I just wanted to put that little disclaimer out there as we're going forward with our analysis. But you know, the thing that, the thing that, that, well, number one, Jeff, that first quarter might be the worst quarter I've seen this chiefs team play ever. Like, yeah. I'm not even talking about, like, in the Mahomes era or yeah. Yeah. the Andy Reid era. Like, I'm talking about that might have been their first, that, their worst quarter ever. Like,
0: tough, just Tyler considering. Also, would, yeah, yeah.
1: I, I mean, you know, I haven't watched every Chiefs game since I retired. But, like, I can say probably pretty pretty easily that that might be the worst quarter that anybody will ever see of a Chiefs team. So, okay, it's out of our system, right? Because I'm the eternal optimist, right? Uh-huh. Like, I still believe in this team. You have to believe in your team, right? You have to to, to, save our
0: podcast. Exactly. Believe
1: in believe in Chiefs. Believe in the Believe Network. Right. This is all about believing in your team. So I'm not going to sit here and just bash them and say, you know, this this thing is over. Like this is a team that's full of talent. They just got to find a way to use that talent in the next couple of weeks to get the momentum going in. Right. They 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 just need they need some momentum going into this thing. So addressing your point on on that first quarter, Jeff. I, I just hope we never see anything like that again. The other thing that I do agree with you and I'm gonna jump to to your your point about getting too cute. I, I said it as soon as you know as soon as um, that that fumble happens, like come on guys, like it's one thing. I know, see everybody was so excited about the Pacheco touchdown, right? And it was a, it was a, a, a trick play, a little bit of deception there. But, like, sometimes, you know, you you want to do something completely and utterly different to get out of a funk, or you just put your head down and you go back to the basics to get out of a funk. I grew up in the Marty Schottenheimer era where you pretty much put your head down. got You, you went back to the basics to get out of funks and slumps and whatever you want to call it regarding baseball, golf, football, whatever. You just go back to the basics and... They didn't really need to do that play. Another thing they need to do. Why? Why I think it was a bad play call. You don't do something like that 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 close well, to the end pretty, zone.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because you know things can go wrong. Guys are not used to handling the ball. Weather's starting to change, right? It's it's getting the winter time now. It's you know it wasn't it's like a they cold, were playing windy
0: and, game. Yeah.
1: You know they're not playing in Miami or something where it's sunny in seventy five, right? So like that that's that's like some of the things that I was just a little frustrated with, because I think this team needs to get back to basics to get everybody's confidence level back, you know, but at Sandy Reed, man, like throw the fake punt, right? Tommy Thompson, you know, up there throwing that, that strike to Justin Watson. <laughs> some of the commentators, I think on television said it was maybe the best pass of the day, um, <laughs> Sad which is, point. you know, which is, that's a, that's a, yeah, that's, that's not correct, but it's still making people think about that. Um, Yeah. Too cute. You know, just let's get back to basics. Now, Again, but, but that's a good segue into your commentary about Isaiah. Like he looked fine on that touchdown run. I think the speed was there. I I, I got to agree with you, Jeff. There's something about the way he's hitting the holes. That's different. It didn't seem like his breakaway speed or his outside mm-hmm. speed was any different. There's something about the way when he's in tight spaces that is affect something's affecting him in, in the way that he's, the way he's running the ball. Um, you know, and that and that that's a cause for concern. So you know, that's how I wrap up all of your commentary. And I and I you know I don't want to make this an echo chamber, but like I just I agree with you. I I think you hit you hit all the nails uh, right on top of the head.
0: And you know that was uh, speaking of Pacheco. That was really his forte. If there's concern of him going through the the hole, he was hitting it. He had been hitting it so hard this year. And Joe with Pacheco, that was kind of the symbolic. Moment, you know, he loses his helmet twice on that uh, on that series, and then he gets kicked in the head on the second one. They take him over to the sideline to examine him, put him on the massage table. That collapses. That was kind of the yeah. small moment. But Joe, I-, I wanted to ask you. You you have some, you know, maybe this is a question more for our pal and former equipment manager Mike Davidson, but you probably could answer this too. Why would Pacheco's helmet keep coming off? That seems that that seems so weird to me. What do you think? I mean, that should be a, a fixable issue, right?
1: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I, we know he does have a lot of hair. And I know that sounds like, well, well, of course, you know. But, you know, when your hair is wet, dry, cold, like it changes the shape of your helmet, right? Yeah. And, and Isaiah, he has a lot of hair to deal with. So, you know, his, his helmet is going to fluctuate. And it's not going to be the tight fit that you would see if you were, you know, if you didn't have any hair or you had really short hair or you had hair that was compact and straight. Like it just I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, his his hairstyle. And it's hard to get a really, really tight fit. And these helmets, Jeff, they're so different than than when I played, like all the helmets were the same. Uh-huh. You just went for the You wet your You always tried your helmet on with wet hair. That was that was key. You never put your helmet on with dry hair because you, your hair. You know, well, I had '80s hair back then, '90s <laughs> hair. So like, that's when I had a really full head of. You know, if you've seen some of my football cards, like I had a, I had a wigadoo up there, a nice um, Italian. I had uh, that kind of of, good quaff up yeah. there. You know, a lot of product or whatever. But <laughs> but like, you know, you always wet your hair because you know you, you go on with a dry head, and and when your hair when you start to sweat. You, it's definitely going to fit differently. So that's my, would be my only theory is that they just don't have him wearing the right helmet based on, on his hairstyle and, and the way that it fits his head and with the changes in temperature, when it gets colder things, you know, we all know that <clears throat> material contracts, metal contracts, plastic contracts get smaller. Like that's the only thing I could think of. And he's just not wearing his helmet. Right. Um, based on that. Like, that's the only theory I would have. Cause you know, these look equipment managers, man, Allen Wright does a fantastic job with like, this team is so outfitted and you, you know, the helmets are, they're custom now to the players. They're custom to the position you play. Right. If you look at watch helmets, there's different helmets for different players. Like there's different protective areas. There's different cuts in the plastic and uh, the composite of the helmet where, you know, where, where a player might get hit more or, you know, there's just a different, um, different makeup of each helmet. So, I, you know, I would imagine that, you know, doesn't have anything to do with this helmet coming off. But, you know, it's, it's, it's even more customized. And if you don't take care of the way that your helmet's fitting, it's, it's going to pop off. That was a long answer to a really short question. But I think that's maybe has something to do with it, right? And the change in the temperature, his hairstyle, and and sort of the way that uh, these new helmets are, are constructed.
0: No, that's uh, that's really informative, Joe. Uh, well, the only people that don't get time off this year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, the bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off to make sure you have all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile versions. Head there to get today to get into the action. Remember to use promo code believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Uh, Joe, something Tony Romo was doing the game. I think he's one of my favorite announcers. Just his insight, his his the way he's able to just uh, kind of break down a play. And he said something. I, I'm curious your thoughts on this. He. He made it. He kind of alluded to the fact he thinks the Chiefs are a bit exhausted, just so many late playoff runs that they just seem a little gassed. Joe, you think there's anything to that?
1: Well, I, I mean, look, I, yeah, and I love Tony Romo too. I, I think you've got to separate seasons. Like you don't, you don't carry over tiredness from a season. I can see carrying over injuries, right? Yeah. Like if you have a bad tear or a major injury a fracture of course you're going to carry that over to a season but i think fatigue i think every season is so self-contained and so um separate and 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 they separate the season so well these days that you kind of like from a physical fatigue now mental fatigue eh, really? chemistry fatigue yeah. Eh, maybe, maybe he's onto something there, but it would be more of a chemistry fatigue or a play calling fatigue or some other thing other than a physical, definitely not like a physical fatigue. I mean, that's just going to happen. That's going to be the natural course of a season where everybody's getting worn out by this time in the year.
0: So you, just, you don't think five straight AFC championship games playing so late into the season has a
1: cumulative Physical, effect. I, not, mental maybe, not, but not physical. Mental, mental, and coaching and play calling, yes, because you're trying to always come up with something new. But physically, I don't think so, Jeff. I, I, I think every season is so separate and distinct that 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 would be a far stretch to think that a team because they did so well years before and went so deep that they would be physically fatigued. I, but you know, now that I'm thinking about it from a mental perspective, and you know just kind of get a little bit overconfident worn out like it's just it's why team like it's why teams haven't won a back-to-back Super Bowl since you know the Patriots did it in 2003 and 2004 Jeff we're going on 20 years now before since the team wow. has repeated yeah. in the Super Bowl so you can see that you know there's going to be you know you got other coaches that are game planning i mean you know and, and i want to go back to the one thing that i didn't touch on in 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 your opening salvo about about the um great word for that by the way well, yeah right <laughs> pulling out the sat words but um about Patrick Mahomes being a little more awkward in the pocket right I think I think and 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 why I kind of started to say it's tough for me to be critical right as an ex-player and it's tough for me to be critical as a lineman who I don't want to call out my players but you know I owe it to our listeners and and I know it a, a, is now a In the journalist journalism field, right to to offer up my thoughts on it, and as a fan, I I think he's losing a little confidence in the O line. Yeah, I I, I think I think he's getting pretty skittish back there. He's moving out of the pocket a little faster than I've ever seen him move out of the pocket, and I think a lot of it has to do with the tackle play. I think a lot of it he's feeling pressure from the outside and people coming around in his dome. You know that that you know I always use that geography. You know. uh, uh, geometry of the parabola, right? The the semicircle that you build around a quarterback and it's it's a little skinny than it, more than the semicircle, it's a little skinny. That's why I use the word parabola. It's like if you if you like split a football in half, right? It's that the shape of a football that you want to build. He, it's tightening on him. And I think he's I think he's you know, I I looked at a statistic and and a graphic today where they showed his completions and where and his passing attempts and where he's hitting. He is not throwing the ball to the middle of the field as much as he used to. What he's throwing right now, if you look at in mass, if you look at all the passes that he's thrown, it's all extended run plays. I mean, it's little dip dinks and dunks like down the field. He's not throwing deep balls. He's not throwing the big down and outs down the sideline. The big back shoulder throws 15, 20 yards down the field. He's not finding Travis in the heart of the field, you know, eight to 15 yards deep where he always used to find Travis. I know a lot of people have thrown up on Twitter that, that one where uh, Justin Ross was like wide open on the picks on the pick, the big pick. And like, he's just not seeing things. And I think if you trace it back and pull it all back and peel the onion, it, it, a lot of it's come coming from him getting out of the pocket too fast and making decisions too quickly and not letting the play ferment like a good wine or beer. So, <laughs> uh,
0: and I'm with you Joe. I I think that he did look skittish. That that's why it actually reminded me a little it, it wasn't to this extent, but it reminded me of the Super Bowl loss to the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers where he was so skittish, you know. That that was a, a different level, level of offensive line issues, but I thought, you know, so a, a little bit of a reminiscence. Uh Joe, and moving on to the the next game here, this Bengals game, we circled it before the season. We were talking about the schedule coming out, you know. But then Cincinnati started out the season slow. But then it came on, and it looked like this game would live up to the hype. Then, of course, Burrow gets hurt, making this game look kind of meaningless. But then, uh, you know, um, and this game would be a cakewalk. But then uh, Jake Browning fills in kind
1: of pretty capably. Uh, so, Joe, where are we now with this this game? Well, listen, Jeff, we're watching things happen in this NFL season right now that, you know, I think everybody needs to be on guard every week, right? I mean, I'm not saying we looked past the Raiders. I think we talked enough about it that it was going to be, you know, the Raiders are always going to show up for the Chiefs. Everybody shows up for the Chiefs, right? Um, Everybody shows up to play those big games. Um, We're seeing it happen all over the NFL right now, right? Where teams are, you know, struggling with, you know, games that they, you know, all, in all in all reality should, should win easily, right? I mean, I don't think, you know, um, I don't think anybody expected the 49ers, you know, to get shellacked um, last week. I mean, against the Ravens, I, th- I think they thought they'd put in a little bit of a better fight, you know, against the Ravens, but like, you know, Every game is, is big. Right. And you, you watch the way the Eagles got handed it uh, to them by the, by the, by the 49ers a few weeks before that. Um, You know, the the giants taking the, taking the Eagles to the wire, right. right? You know, turnovers, mistakes, like things, if that's all it really takes is, is a couple of bad bounces. So, I mean, that's another long answer to a, a short question, but you know, this is going to be a game. I mean, this is, this is, this is a game, you know, just because Joe Burrow's not playing doesn't mean that there's not a sore spot on the calendar for, for all of the Bengals, right? They're they are They don't like the trash talk that goes on between these two teams, probably as much as, as, as or, or as little as, Joe, or, as, or I should say as they, they're looking forward to this game, as much as Joe Burrow would have given all of the trash talk that happens between Burrowhead and the Bengals and the chiefs. And, you know, I think, I think there's going to be, um, You know, I I think there's going to be, it's going to be a game. I mean, it's, I I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park for the Chiefs. Now I I would have said it would have been what, four or five games ago when they went through that kind of that three, you know, they knew Burrow was done, Houston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, right? Just, we just knew things were, were not going well, but um, you know, those three wins against Jacksonville, Indian and Minnesota showed us that this is a good team, even without Joe Burrow, right? Like they, they, they've got. They've got some things, and they're only one game behind the Chiefs. Yeah, <laughs> is isn't this that crazy? Yeah. So, you know, um, now granted, they're in a in a division that's you know a little bit um, you know a little bit more sound than the than the um, AFC West. I mean, you know, they've got you know Baltimore and Cleveland are playing some pretty darn good football. Both of them with double digit wins. You know, we know the Steelers. You know, any team that Mike Tomlin he's you know has had a losing record since he's been a coach. So they're in a they're in a little bit of a tougher road ro- uh road to help but if they were in the AFC West I mean, you know, I'd be thinking about this like as a game like they're fighting for to possibly win the division, right? They'd be in the math. Um if they were in in any other division, um they'd be they'd be in talks, right, of of playoffs. Like look at where the Bills are right now, right? Who would have They
0: still they still have, you know, a solid playoff shot. They they have to beat the Chiefs obviously. Yeah. Uh, to do that so, Joe. Do you, the Chiefs, uh, in your eyes, the Chiefs bounce back and beat the Bengals?
1: I think they do. Jeff, I still have a lot of confidence in this team. I have not lost hope, uh-huh. um, in this team. And I'm not just being Pollyanna optimistic and, and being a Chiefs homer, you know, I've never been that. I've, I've, you know, we've always tried to be objective, you know, where we can, but I, I still think that this team has a lot in it. Their defense, you know, if you look at the number of points the defense has given up, if you look what the defense has done to to teams um you know from a points perspective i mean they, the raiders offense did not beat the chiefs defense let's right. put it that way i mean they looked i thought they were they were stifling in the last three quarters right i mean was it i mean it was basically six points really right i mean if you think about it right that 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 they that the raiders you know gave you know gave up or the chiefs gave up right two, two defensive scores yep you know so really i mean other than the, the the two defensive scores i mean it's 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 not a game and you know take care of the ball don't don't throw picks don't rush the ball don't try too many trick plays just be yourselves and i think that's how the, this team comes out go back to basics run the ball when you need to run it let patrick you know just somehow give patrick the confidence to stay in the pocket to let the plays develop i think that's the number one thing, you know, a lot of people want to blame it on the receiving core, right? Uh, the BB receiving core, you know, we don't have a AJ Brown. We don't have a Calvin Ridley. We don't have Tyree kill. Like let, let this, let the receivers do their thing and let give Patrick a little more time. Let's, let's also think about that. Now. Yeah. Grant, there was some drops, you know, there's drops. I mean, the, 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 the drop in the end zone, the, that hit was a was Blake Bell, right? It wasn't, it was Blake, right. Yeah, that hit yeah, hit him Right yeah. in the chest. You know, I was Noah Gray and him. They, they look so similar out on the field. Know, like, right? All the, all the chiefs tight ends. They, they, do it, so
0: they actually kind of look similar even to Kelsey, I think, you know, not that different. Than yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, you know, that was a, that was a, that had to be a little bit of a tough pill for, for Patrick to swallow on that one. Cause that, and I could see why he'd be frustrated because it hit him in the chest. I mean, you know, should he make that catch? Probably. And maybe he does seven, eight times out of 10. But, you know, at this point, they've just got to get back to basics, make the catches, give Patrick time, um, and, and then start working on, on, on the things that, you know, then they can start working on the things that are going to make teams have the game plan for them. Joe, I, I do think
0: the Chiefs I, – I think the Chiefs win uh, 24-17. I actually – they win their last two. I can't imagine the Chargers with Easton stick, uh, leading, leading them and Keenan Allen banged up. Um, I can't, I can't imagine the Chargers in the, in the the last week of the season presenting much of a challenge. So, I, I think that the Chiefs win, I think they take the division. Um, but I, I for me, it's not so much that I, I think the Chiefs are going to get their mojo back, I think they've got. Some issues that have been existing since week one and have kind of gotten worse. We're, you know, we're talking about the same things every week. I, I just don't think like Jake Browning has been better than I than I expected. You know, he's been solid, but Jamar Chase may not play. He didn't play last week. Um, that's I, I think just you, if you're looking at a team without Burrow and Chase, I, I just think that yeah. I, I don't think they have enough to to, to defeat the. Defeat the Chiefs, so I'm going like 24, um, 17, Kansas City, or 24, 20. Well, we'll go 24, 17. Well, um, and the matchup, Joe, I'm I'm curious to watch. Uh, The Bengals have one of the more underrated defensive ends, Trey Hendrickson. Really good. He he was a free agent signing, came from the Saints. He second in the NFL with 16 sacks. We've talked about how Joe did the tackle. Issue offense a lot. I think that's the matchup to watch for me. How Hendrickson uh does against the Chiefs tackles is probably gonna be Juaja Morris again on the left side.
1: Yeah, super su I mean, underrated. I I that's like uh that's even I think that's I don't even know the right word to describe it. He he's the guy's second in the league in sacks, you know, playing on a team that's you know, the defense is spending a lot of time out on the field, they they're gassed because you know the other teams are scoring you know they're all scoring a, a lot of points against against this defense. And when you, you yeah, look at some the of the Rangers losses,
0: defense is not statistically is ranked, kind of the bottom of the league of a lot of. But they're they're better than that. They they've had some injuries, but just they, yeah. uh, they never kind of got their act together with the slow start, with Burrow coming back with the calf injury and then the season-ending injury. So they're they the defense has not been good statistically, but they're they're better they're better than they the stats show and they have a great defensive coordinator who has had some success in uh, slowing down Mahomes a little bit in some of these playoff games.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and, and I think it's, um, you know, the, the thing about this, about this game with, with Hendrickson is, you know, he's got to be licking his chops thinking about, you know, how am I going to, you know, end up trying to lead this league in sacks. Right. And, yeah. and, and, and I think he's, that's a gr- great point, Jeff. Well, well said. That if I were a fan, that's what I'd be watching in this game. I'd be watching to see if the Chiefs stay basic, get back to fundamentals, you know, get back to doing the right thing, protect Patrick, keep doing what they're doing on defense because I think they do have a pretty good formula right now. I really do. I really do. I, I have not, nothing to say about this defense right now, um, and and then just you know on offense, just get back to basics. But it all comes down to Patrick's confidence. Getting something going in the running game, finding out you know where Isaiah really is, and you know protecting you know protecting Patrick and giving him time. I think if they get just tweak those things, just focus on those. If there was one thing that offense should be practicing, it's pass protection right now, and 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 keeping Patrick. You know, get him that confidence he needs in the pocket, and because I think they've got you know, and I've I've heard some stuff too, Jeff. We'd be remiss if I didn't talk about like it's funny how. It'd be interesting to go back and look at the statistics. I've been reading a lot on on social media about 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 MVS and Patrick and and why right, right. why he doesn't seem to be targeting MVS at all at this point, right? I mean, it's it's pretty interesting. So they did what we asked them to do, right? I think they were listening when you and I were talking about Rasheed Rice, right? And and sort of making him their number one, right? He's getting he's getting a lot of targets, and um, I think it all now comes down to you know, keeping him protected in the pocket so that he can find the guys he needs to find.
0: You know, a great point about MVS and and, uh, Patrick Mahomes was asked about that during his Wednesday press conference. Um, And and Patrick Mahomes is always such a stand-up guy. He said, you know, that's on me. I've got to do a better job of finding him because MVS really, I mean, a guy, he has 20 catches for 312 yards and a touchdown. That's just for a guy who is, making about 10 million a year as a free agent acquisition that's just um, that's not good enough and um, but it, it's gonna be interesting Joe that might be another guy to watch because while MVS has has, has probably not he struggled a bit we, we had higher ex- expectations after signing him but he was very good against maybe his best game was against the Bengals in the AFC championship game so maybe you know this is a, a favorable matchup for him maybe this is where he can get back on track.
1: Joe, yeah. How
0: do you? What's your score prediction?
1: I, I'm right with you, Jeff. I, I I'm, I'm, I'm going to give our defense maybe just a tad more credit. Um, I think, I think, but I think that's the Chiefs are going to score 24. I think it's be like 24-14. Um, you know, they're going to, you know, the Bengals are going to f- find their way down the field here and there, and, and I, but I really, I really do think it's, um, I really do think it's, it's going to be like 24. 14. I I am right there with you on the um on the uh, on, on where I think the the um the Chiefs are going to score cuz I think they are going to try to get back to basics and 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 put it into Patrick and Travis and you know Isaiah Pacheco's hand if 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 he comes out of protocol. So mm-hmm. I don't know I know he didn't practice today. I think he's we're recording this on Wednesday, so uh we'll we'll see what happens there, but you know Clyde Edwards-Alaire is... Yeah, you know, he's been he's been yeah he's been solid he's not quite making good. some plays right he's he's
0: been a solid especially the the pat, the receiving game he's actually really you know maybe that's something else they could do more screen screen pass to him he's been really good at that he had that long uh, like forty two yards or something against the Patriots that was really a dynamic play I think that's another reason for uh, optimism against the Bengals the Chiefs is in the defense has been playing lights out they played so well against. The Raiders, like you said, really only given up six points. The one concern is that run defense still looks, you know, the Zabir the White, they didn't even have Josh Jacobs, and they were able to salt away the game. And the, the run defense hasn't been as good of late. But this the Bengals have been really struggling with their their own run game. I don't think they're a team that can exploit that weakness. I don't think they have the capability to do so.
1: Yeah. Well, I, you know, and and Jeff, you not know, yeah, I know we we're we're believing Chiefs, but I think this is an interesting week for a lot of teams. Obviously, the playoff stuff is still up for grabs for a lot, you know. But if you're a football fan in general, I mean, some of the games on this slate, you know, this one, you know, this is a big game, right? I mean, everybody loves the, the Bengals and 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 Kansas City rivalry, right? So I think I think that's a that's a big game. Detroit, Dallas, huge, right? Uh, huge NFC implications there. Miami, Baltimore, right? AFC, you know, uh, you know, top of the AFC on 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 tap there. So I think I think from a, a, a football fan's perspective, there's there's a lot of games. You know, Indy's fighting for their playoff life. Um, you know, the Rams. I mean, you know, we got to. Everybody's probably still trying to figure out what the Eagles are doing. Um, you know Pittsburgh and Seattle both in there at 8 and 7. I mean, this is a huge this is a huge week for for football in general and I think it's it's going to be interesting.
0: Yeah, it should be a fun weekend of football in particular of the games you mentioned. Uh Baltimore Miami is not only a, a really good matchup, but that's a game that should could have a lot of implications for the the Chiefs playoff seating. Um well, I hope everyone out there has a happy new year. And if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, Tune in. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next week. Go Chiefs.